0: Welcome to the Beyond Sunday Podcast, where we bring Sunday home. Join us as we dive deeper into First Baptist's weekly sermons, discuss practical applications, and answer your questions. Hello and welcome to the Beyond Sunday Podcast. I'm Jordan Upton, and with me as always is Pastor Jeff Reynolds. Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing great, Jordan. It is an
1: exciting day because we have a special guest with us today. We have our brand new Minister of Adult Discipleship and Missions, Dr. Alex Watkins, is with us today. So we put Alex to work on his very first day. It's like, <laughs> hey, come record a podcast at, you know on your first morning of, of working at First Baptist Church. But uh, Alex, we're so thankful that you're here, so thankful that you are a part of this family of faith, mm-hmm. and your family um, is wonderful. We're so Thank thankful to have you and Megan and all the kids here. Uh, so we're so excited to have the opportunity at this time to get to visit with you, get to hear a little bit of your heart and uh, what God has has put on your heart as sure. you come to First Baptist Church. So
2: welcome, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. We are super pumped. We're excited uh, to be here at First Baptist Church Bowling Green. Um, it's it's a day that we've prayed for for a long time. Uh, to see what the Lord was going to do. And he opened doors that we never dreamed that he would open. Mm. And so we are here. We are ready to hit the ground running um, as fast as we can go uh, for the glory of his name. Mm -hmm. And so we're excited to be here. That's awesome. Well, I can tell you from
1: from our end, from the church's perspective, we've been praying for you long before we knew who you were, but the Lord knew who you were and uh, we're just grateful through all the processes that that happen for these sorts of transitions to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thankful the Lord's led you here. You. So, so Jordan is going to kind of be talking more to Alex today, and we're very grateful for that too. So Jordan, take it away, man. Let's get to know Alex.
0: Yeah. Well, again, it was really good meeting you yesterday, and uh, I'm really excited to uh, get to know you more here today.
2: Yes. Yeah. So just Tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what led you into ministry work? Sure, sure. That's a great question. I, I never considered going into vocational ministry uh, growing up. It was one of those things I thought, hey, I I might work in the business field or I, I might go into law. I like arguing with people or, yeah. or being able to <laughs> present an argument. Um, but the Lord saw fit to, to change those plans. Um, very early on, he used a series of opportunities uh, to show me that I would end up serving him in the local church. And those opportunities happened uh, during time in student ministry at my home church, from different leadership positions that uh, our student pastor made available to to being able to learn to preach and to teach uh, in that setting. And even as a high schooler, uh, having the opportunity to preach in my home church on Sunday morning mm-hmm. to the full congregation, uh, that opportunity just opened my eyes to see what it is the Lord was really doing in my life. I, I had no idea. I was a high schooler. I had no clue uh, what he was what he was up to. But he did. He understood what was what was happening, and he was preparing me for what what was going to unfold. And so from there. Uh, Went to Western Kentucky University, um, and, you know, you you work through your undergraduate uh, experience, and at the end of the, you know, at the end of the four years— People start asking you, "Well, what are you going to do?" Yeah, that's <laughs> that, right. that, question that question that arises all yeah. the time. What are you going to do with your life? Um, I, again, I, I said, I, "I don't really know." At the time, I was working in in athletics and sports information, and I thought, "Hey, I could I could do this. I like to write. I like to to work on statistics and things like that. I I might be able to do this full time." Um, but the Lord again saw fit for another. Another thing in my life, um, and it just so happened that um, my calling into vocational ministry came on a mission trip. Mm. It came um, on a mission trip to help rebuild and recover, um, in particular, a local church in the Lower Ninth Ward of New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, it, it followed Hurricane Katrina. It was the Greater New Jerusalem Baptist Church. I, I vividly remember this, and the Lord saw fit for me at that particular time to to work up in the choir loft. It's it, it's it's a shotgun building the way the way many buildings are in in New Orleans, and the choir loft was not at the front of the sanctuary uh, like it is here at First Baptist. It was actually in the balcony. Mm. And so the water had risen uh, to a, a pretty high level in that particular building, and and we were working on rebuilding the choir loft, and it was almost it was almost audibly wow that that sense of all right I'm, I'm wrestling with what I'm going to do with my life trying to trying to be obedient you know all right God I know you want me to use my gifts my talents um, to to serve you in some way. I'm good with serving you at the at the you know just ministry level. I'll be a Sunday school teacher. I can I can do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he saw fit to do something else, and it was almost like this audible voice. Hey, look, Alex, you're going to serve me by equipping people, and in particular, your calling is going to start with music. And so it was it was there that it was like boom, Lord just said, all right, this is what you're going to do. And you had some clarity. I had some clarity in, in my life as to, what, as to what I was going to do and, and how I would uh, be used by him for his glory and his renown among so many people, uh, among, ultimately among unreached peoples. And so from there, the Lord used me at my home church in, in music uh, for nearly two years. It was great. Some of the I, I got to lead people who changed my diaper. <laughs> it's a very humbling experience. Oh man. Yeah, no kidding. Very humbling experience. So so these people they loved on loved on me. They allowed me to to grow and to learn and to make mistakes and to just just start to figure out what serving in a local church looks like on on a ministry on the on the staff side. And, and from there, the Lord saw fit to move us to where we were currently at, at New Friendship Baptist Church, uh, and he graciously allowed us to serve there for 13 years. And those those saints uh, there at New Friendship, they loved on us, just as they, the ones at, at Post Hook did my home church. They loved on us. They they cared for us. They saw our family grow um, from single to engaged to a family of five. And they allowed us to grow and, again, make more mistakes. Uh, <laughs> and they were so gracious. Uh, and, and I was able to serve as their first full-time minister of music. Uh. Now, that, that role morphed into so many other things uh, than just music. And, and by His grace, we, we had to – or we're given opportunities to continue to teach. Continue to preach, to lead families through intentional discipleship, impact adults, kids, students, um, and a whole variety of other things, um, and and so we we were plugging in, plugging in, plugging in, going along, and then uh, again by this is all by God's grace, uh, the Lord saw fit for me to start doctoral work at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, hmm. and. Um, in particular, as that stuff was starting, the aspiration in my life started to change, mm-hmm. and that aspiration from from serving in in that music lane, that avenue was was quickly shifting to more of of a preaching, teaching, equipping, shepherding role um, outside of music, and so it was it was through that time uh, that the Lord changed that aspiration, and ultimately, after a season of of waiting, which felt like so long, um, he led us to this point, where we are today, uh, here at First Baptist Church Bowling Green, and we are so thankful, so incredibly thankful. Uh, that He has led us here, and we look forward to seeing what He's going to do uh, in our midst here at at First Baptist um, for the glory of His name, and ultimately uh, His name among people who've never heard it.
0: Amen. Well, what's
1: amazing is you received that call while serving the Lord in a mission context, yeah. and so you were already going. Yeah. Um, you had you had answered in the affirmative. You had said yes to God. And after saying yes to God, mm-hmm. God showed you more of the path. And yeah. I think that that's so often how that happens in our lives. We, we obey the Lord in what seems like um, a, a small and maybe inconsequential calling, although mm-hmm. it's never inconsequential to go on a mission trip. But what I'm saying is, you aren't going on this mission trip to find out correct specifically hey god's going to tell me what i'm going to do the rest of my yes. life here you were going to serve him correct. in that moment and as you said yes to him he opened up more of your path and and listeners i would just encourage you because i had a very similar story that if you will say yes to the lord and what doesn't seem big he so often then reveals more of mm-hmm. what he has for your life and what yeah. he desires for your life and what his plan for you is. And so um, the the scriptures say, despise not the small things. Yeah. But so often it's those little decisions, yeah, I'll go on that mission trip, mm-hmm. that God uses to change our
2: lives when we say yes to God. So that's so powerful. Yeah, we had, I, you learn about obedience growing up. You know, you, from Sunday school as a very early age, you hear that word obedient, be obedient, be obedient to Christ, be obedient to God, what, what he wants for your life. And, 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 and through those those people who impacted my life so much, um, it was just be obedient. And yeah. so one of those calls was, okay, hey, be obedient to serve Christ um, just as a college student on a mission trip, be obedient. And it was through that obedience that he led us to this door at this time, wow!
0: Yeah. So, talking about the missionary context of your work at New Friendship, you went to Cincinnati and New Orleans and Ecuador as the missions vision team leader, and you'd even planned a trip to Japan before the COVID hit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit more
2: about your missionary work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what what we saw fit to do was to not just go on some trips, but to actually have partners hmm. uh, across across the world and. Um, You know, one of the coolest things that I got to see from my advantage point was seeing people step outside of their comfort zone and seek to leverage the time that that God had ordained, that God has given to them uh, for the glory of Christ's name uh, among people that they did not know. Um, And so some of the cool things, we were knocking on doors in New Orleans to help a church plant that, that had just started. And it's just a simple invite to a movie night. And some of the people that I never would have imagined being willing to go and knock on doors, well, they went and they knocked on doors. And we canvassed. We came into a, a very large neighborhood, um, and I happened to be with the the church plant leaders at the time that that our groups were starting to finish. And you think, okay, well, we've been walking for a couple of hours, tired. You know, we've we've handed out our things. We're ready to go. Move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Well, these people came back and they're like, we want more. And you're just like, man, that's so cool uh, how God uses people in everyday ordinary people to take them out of their comfort zones, knock on some stranger's door, and invite them to a movie night, all for the hope that they're going to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus and repent of their sins and trust in him. Wow. And so, um, you know, seeing that, being a, a, a team leader there uh, for New Orleans, it, it was so incredible, and then to um, to to see in Cincinnati, we, we we toured Cincinnati. It's one of the send cities from the North American Mission Board, and um, we we met several different churches, several different church plants. But in particular, we met a group. Of uh, Bhutanese believers, it hmm. started started church. Uh, heavy population of, of Bhutanese had moved into Cincinnati, and so uh, we we heard their story. We got to meet with them, and to see the to see our people, the the few people that we were on the trip with, to see their their eyes open to a people group who is not native to the U.S. Mm-hmm. come to a city that they do not know, but they're trusting the Lord in for everything, literally. They don't have anything, but they're trusting him to provide. Mm. It turned hearts. It changed minds. Um, Holy Spirit did something in in that group of people. And, and so when we returned from Cincinnati, um, went to the church and said, these people need a bus. Mm. Their pastor uh, was going, taking his just normal vehicle, driving around, picking up his congregation and bringing them back to a church that they were working in or out of. They didn't have a, a church home, uh, but working out of. And, and our people came back and they said, we need to give them a bus. Wow! And in a span of about three minutes during a business meeting, we gave them a bus.
1: That's amazing.
2: Man. And so got to, got to see that. And then, then that group of people came down to New Friendship. We had planned to take the bus to them, but they said, no, we want to come down. And so they came down to New Friendship at that particular time, and we, we handed them the keys, and we worshiped together. That's so cool, and so it was. It's it's incredible to see what God does um, in in those particular uh, scenarios where where he's he's taking ordinary people who just who love Him and want to make His name known, and then uses them to impact so many others. Yeah, and so it's it it those those are things that just come into my mind as I think back on those things in terms of Ecuador. Uh, that's a if you want an eternal springtime, like what we're getting ready to experience here in South Central Kentucky, uh, just go to Ecuador, uh, particularly, particularly up on the on the mountains in Patate where where this church is. Um, but that was the first time that I had the opportunity to preach and teach using a translator. Yeah, yeah. and that was that was something else. It's yeah, different. It's very it is, different. It's different. Very different. Where you're thinking of? Okay, I I can think. Uh, Paragraph by paragraph, main thought from one to the next to the next. No, speaking with a translator, preaching with the translator, teaching with the translator. It's sentence by sentence, <laughs> maybe phrase by phrase. <laughs> That's right. And it is. It's just. It's so cool. But but then to help that particular church there in Patate, uh, I had the opportunity to preach their Sunday morning service and preach on, hey, you've been you've been called now to send people from your church. This is the this is the purpose of why we exist. It's not just for us to come to you, but now you go to others. And so to see that and and to see them start to have that desire and that that um, just urging to to make disciples of all nations through those people uh, was just that's probably my favorite memory of of all those trips. Japan, it didn't happen through our our previous stop, but by his grace, it's going to happen here. uh, And so we look forward to that one uh, as it soon soon happens. Amen.
1: And what's cool, so I I geek out over Japan a little bit Mm -hmm. because part of my doctoral studies was um, world religions. And we, um, as we were studying Buddhism, Mm -hmm. I wrote a seminar paper, which at that level you're writing... 50-page papers and teaching courses and all that kind of stuff. So I studied Buddhism in Japan. So I really had an opportunity to dive deep into the religious landscape Mm -hmm. of Japan, and it's so varied. Uh, Buddhism in Japan, in and of itself, is remarkably varied. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many flavors. It's like Mm -hmm. Baskin-Robbins has 31 flavors of ice cream. But it has nothing on Buddhism in Japan. I mean, wow. it's, there's yeah. so many different flavors of Buddhism in Japan. But then you look at Shinto and this 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 ancestral sort of worship that is prevalent there. And um, there there's some Christianity, very very little, um, but some. And so I'm so excited that we are exploring that pathway mm-hmm. to get our people from the corner of 12th and Chestnut yeah. to Japan right. to make a difference that lasts for eternity yes. uh, in the in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So. Praise God for that. That's awesome.
0: We were talking yesterday a little bit about how you see the the two different aspects of your title, the missions and the discipleship overlapping and maybe even being like
2: one thing. Can, mm-hmm. can
0: you tell us a little bit about that vision?
2: Yeah, sure. So we, we oftentimes in church life like to separate or silo different ministry areas. Mm-hmm. Um, missions is a part of discipleship. It is discipleship. Amen. And so, what we want to do, we want to make sure we don't divorce the two. Um, as you are as you are growing in your walk with Jesus, as you're as you're growing in sanctification, becoming more and more like Christ every day. Your mind and your heart starts to shift to to do the things that Christ has called us to do, mm. and. We know this. Uh, You will hear this out of my mouth uh, so many times until you're probably sick of hearing it. But the (laughs) Great Commission is our – that's our marching orders. That's right. From the king, because he holds all authority in heaven and on earth, we're to go and make disciples of all the nations. And so that starts from a very young age as our kids start to grow, we want to give them a heart for the nations. As they're taught more and more about Jesus, we want to teach them that that while we know these things in our head, our hearts are transformed by the gospel to take this good news of Christ to people who have never heard it before. Mm-hmm. And so we want to, we don't want to divorce the two. We don't want to divorce discipleship and missions. We don't bring them together and say, this is what you were designed for. Those who are are in Christ. Those who know Christ, have a relationship with him, you are designed. God uniquely wired you to use your gifts and your talents for his glory among all people everywhere. And so whether that's, you know, businessman, businesswoman, we, we go through the whole host of, of occupations from, from the youngest to the oldest. We're all designed if we know Jesus to be used by him to proclaim his name to people who haven't heard it. Absolutely. And so we want to make that that our our mantra here at First Baptist Church Bowling Green. Every person who knows Christ, your responsibility, your purpose, your calling in life is to make Jesus known. And so um, you're going to hear Great Commission. You're going to hear those things over and over and over again. And we want to partner with Lauren with our kids ministry, TJ with our students, even to our senior adults all the way through we are on mission for the glory of Jesus's name all over the world starting here at the corner of 12th and Chestnut
1: which is really cool because i in my life every time i've taken a step out mm-hmm. and, and you know, a step of faith you know it's a step of faith to go on a mission trip yeah. it's mm-hmm. a step of faith to do a service project Correct. at church you know but every single time that i've taken that step of faith in my life I've grown in my faith yeah. because it puts you in a position where you're kind of out there with the Lord and, and whether you know it or not, you're relying on him yeah. more like you ought to be relying on him all the time anyway. It's like, okay, okay, Lord, you know, sure. uh, I can remember the first time I got on a plane to go on an overseas international mission trip and we're getting ready to take off and I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, uh, but, but that puts you in such an amazing place to hear him yeah. because you're listening. Yes. You are listening for God because you're realizing just how dependent upon Him you are yep. anyway. That's right. So, man, I, I think that's beautiful. And I think that as our church goes, mm-hmm. um, whether that's to the end of the street or to that's the ends right. of the earth, yeah. our faith is going to grow and develop in ways that we can't even imagine Correct. right now. Okay. So, Alex, I'm so excited that you're going to give us that leadership to, to step out of our comfort zone, yeah. to step into the place where we are so open to hear from God and allow him to work in us, that's just going to be so good.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's make this practical. Okay. Uh, so today's practical application question is, if you were talking to someone who was considering joining a missions
2: trip, what would you tell the person? immediately sign up. <laughs> sign up. If if there is that inclination from the Holy Spirit to say, hey, I, I, I want you to do this, do it. Sign up. We will figure out ways to make it happen. Hmm. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't put it off. Don't make excuses to try to talk yourself out of it. Go and sign up. The hardest thing to do in terms of a mission trip is to put your name on. On the registration form, that's the hardest thing to do. Uh, but I want to encourage you: if you're thinking of it, do it. Uh, secondly, when you are there, on the uh, when you're thinking about this, and you're getting ready to 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 sign up, be intentional about being in the Word. Hmm. Not just for mission trips. Every day, be intentional. Set some time aside every day to spend with Christ your king. Spend time in his, in his word, getting to know him, getting to see his heart for the nations. Spend time getting to know about him, his nature, his character, and then spend time praying to him and listen for what he's going to say. Be be intentional about that. That's the most important thing we can do, is to know Christ and to know him more and more and more. Allow the gospel of the Lord Jesus to not only transform our lives, but to overwhelm us every day, so Mm -hmm. much so that we can't help but to talk about him. What's in our hearts we're going to talk about, and we want Christ to be in our hearts so that we go and proclaim him. We want um, we want to know the word of God that has been revealed through his word, uh, revealed through Christ to the nations uh, for the glory of his name and what he desires for us to do through it. Yeah,
0: It is, and that's advice that you can take and put in your pocket right away. I mean, that's something that all of us can act on right now is, yeah. you know, doing the thing first and then being intentional on it and carrying it out. Correct and
2: shameless plug here. We have a reading plan, a daily Bible reading plan here at First Baptist Church Bowling Green. Get it. Yeah, download it. It's it's available online. It's available at our entrances. Yeah, it's available at our
1: entrances and our church office and our flock note message, um, and on our website. In the show notes, I mean, just all kinds of places. So, uh, and it's available on U version. You who are listening to this are obviously technologically savvy, and you can download the U version Bible app for absolutely mm. free. And that's actually how I do the Bible reading plan. I have it on my phone, and every morning I open up the U version app, go to plans. I'm doing it right now, and I click on this plan that I've subscribed to, Read the Bible for Life Four Plus One Plan. Today is February 20th, which is day. 51 of the plan. You're listening to this on February 21st or thereafter. Um, And so my day started with Exodus 20, Job 3, John 20, 1 Corinthians 6, and Psalm 51. Uh, And it brings it up for you, makes it so easy. Uh, I'll be honest, I intentionally choose Bible reading plans that are available on the YouVersion app because it just makes it so accessible. You don't even have to carry your Bible with you if you don't want to. You can access the Bible on your phone, and everybody has their phone with them all the time, right? It's our greatest in the world to lose the thing, so <laughs> take advantage of that technology. If the devil's going to use these phones for evil, why don't we just let the Lord shine through them yeah, in our lives good, and uh, and get His word in us? So great plug. That's good.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. It's been so good meeting you, Alex. <laughs> this has been awesome, and we're we're excited to have you here on the podcast and to have you here at First Baptist.
2: Thank you, Jordan. I, I we are super pumped again to be here. The Lord has opened so many doors for this to happen, and we are so thankful for him. One more thing before we go. If I can give you a sneak peek into what's coming. oh, Here it is. For adult discipleship, but this brings missions in it because we're not, we're not separating the two. Every classroom is a great commission classroom. Every group is a great commission group. Every teacher, every leader is a Great Commission teacher or leader. And every member, by God's grace, is a Great Commission member. And so that's what's what's coming. And we're excited. We're very excited. That's That's awesome. That's so good. That's so good.
0: Yeah. Well, Jeff, can you pray us out for today?
2: Yeah, let's pray.
1: Father, we are so thankful that Alex and his family are here, and we are so thankful for the vision that you have given him, particularly with regard to adult discipleship and missions. And we pray that as that vision comes to fruition in all of our lives. Lord, that we would become ever brighter as a beacon of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray that because First Baptist Church Bowling Green exists, that men and women and boys and girls, both here near the corner of 12th and Chestnut and all around the world and everywhere in between, would be positively impacted by the gospel. And we pray that so many people, so many people would come to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, that you would be exalted and that Christ would be worshiped. And Lord, that we would be faithful every step of the way. We know you will be faithful. And so we ask these things, trusting you in
0: Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our channel. To submit a question about Sunday's sermon, the Bible, or walking with Jesus, click the link in the episode description. Our hosts today are Pastor Jeff Reynolds and myself, Jordan Upton. Our engineer is Elliot Beckley, and our editors are Chadwick Walden and Fuying Engdahl.